Welcome to the Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial but forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. Today's story from historian Catherine Durack is how to celebrate the centennial. As the nation prepared to celebrate its centennial in 1876, the Toledo Women's Suffrage Association launched the Ballot Box newspaper, which advised readers not to celebrate independence, but to declare it. Forward to battle called Rosa Segur in April 1876 in the pages of the Ballot Box newspaper, one year after the U.S. Supreme Court published its decision in Minor versus Happersett. Well, may our faint-hearted workers become discouraged when the full realization of woman's position before the law in this year of our country's jubilee is considered in all its bearings. While every adult male citizen of the United States has the protection of the ballot box, women stand in the position of a lifelong minor and the mother who has gone down to the gates of death every time a human soul has been born to the world has no greater political right than the criminal or idiot. Suffragists had found hope after the Civil War in the Reconstruction Amendments to the Constitution and had asserted three revolutionary ideas, that women were citizens as defined by the 14th Amendment, that suffrage was an essential right of citizenship, and that states were therefore prohibited from denying women equal protection of the laws. They had tested these beliefs with action in 1872 when Virginia L. Minor, Susan B. Anthony, and other women across the country had risked arrest and imprisonment by trying to vote. But the U.S. Supreme Court decreed in March 1875 that women were not enfranchised by the 14th Amendment, resting their argument on the fact that some state constitutions had defined voters as male when the nation was founded, conveniently overlooking the fact that some of the founding colonies had extended voting rights to property owners regardless of the individual's sex or color. The centennial dawns upon the nation with one half of its intelligent citizens disfranchised, declared the prospectus for this new radical newspaper. Corruption revels in high places, causing disgrace to the country and indignation and shame to every honest citizen. The pressing need of the hour demands that purer legislation be adopted. In the support of this and of liberty and equal rights, irrespective of sex, the ballot box will be issued monthly, published by the Toledo Woman Suffrage Association. In May 1876, the newspaper reported on official resolutions adopted by the National Woman Suffrage Association, and the next month declared that we, women citizens of this nation, protest against calling the present centennial celebration a celebration of the independence of the people of the United States. Setting the stage for Susan B. Anthony's July 4th demonstration at Independence Hall, the ballot box announced a new Declaration of Independence as it called upon the women of the United States to declare themselves no longer bound to obey laws in whose making they have had no voice and to demand justice for the women of this land. Quoting Abigail Adams, the women proclaimed, we are determined to foment a rebellion. The women also quoted Frederick Douglass's declaration that a man's head is his head. 
His body was his body, and his feet are his feet, extrapolating that justice, equity, and chivalry demand that man at once establish that a woman's head is her head, her body is her body, her feet are her feet, and that ownership and mastery over her person, property, conscience, and liberty of speech and action are in violation of the supreme law of the land. In July 1876, the National Woman Suffrage Association would gather in Philadelphia not to celebrate the independence of woman, but to declare it. Fiat justitia ruat silum was the motto of the ballot box. Let justice be done, though the heavens fall. Thank you for listening to The Genius of Liberty. This series is named after The Genius of Liberty, one of the first U.S. periodicals published by a woman. Elizabeth A. Aldrich covered women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education, equal pay for equal work, and voting rights for women. She also had ties to the Mercantile Library. You can subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts and find all of our episodes on soundcloud.com slash thegeniusofliberty. Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Catherine Dirac writes and voices all the Genius of Liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series, which comes to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. Since 1835, you belong here.